Welcome back to Yesterday Today. I am half of your hosts, McLean Westbrook, and along my side here in this beat-up, useless, derelict automobile is Jake Westbrook. I wouldn't call it derelict and useless. It has gotten us from point A to point B and C and D. At some point it was useful. At this point it is currently useless, Jake. This thing is not budging. That is true. Uh, last you guys heard from us, we were heading to Chicago to speak at a convention with one Willie, our, our uh, strange lawyer. Dear sweet, sweet Willie. As innocent as an angel, as, as cute as a button. Anyway, it turns out that convention was less than legal, I would say. It was part of a sting operation to capture some white-collar criminals, and Willie was caught up in the bust when it went down, so... So he's locked up in Chicago jailhouse at the moment, and we're, uh, we're heading back. We're heading back home. We broke it down here in Chugwater, Wyoming, which is a sad, sad little town. Uh, I think this town is only outskirts, actually. I think you're right. For the last few miles, there have been signs every few minutes for a place called the Chugwater Choo Choo Gas and Chow. Now, normally I would not be a fan of any establishment called the Gas and Chow, but... I think those signs have had a subliminal effect on me, and now I, I really want that chili they were advertising. That was some, it was some good sounding chili, and I believe this is the gas and chow right here. No need to bandy about it anymore. Let's get some chug water chili. Hello? Anyone here? What do you want, Jack? Hello. What are you two stooges doing in my esteemed gas and chow? Hey, wait, wait a minute, sir. You, you, look, you look very familiar. How could you not remember me? You guys are the ones who wouldn't pay my rent. And you took my favorite janitor with me. And so when I couldn't afford the mortgage, my wife left me. And now I'm stuck here peddling chili on a street corner in a town called Chugwater. Holy moly, you're our old landlord. Landlord, that's where we know you from. You were my tenant for years and you still don't know my first name? It was like nine months, dude. I thought we had a connection. We went to one Christmas party together. We shared so many warm, chocolatey memories. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd call them that. Why do you only call me landlord like I'm some sort of... Freakish demagogue, some kind of ghoul who only comes around the first of every month to collect a paycheck. That's literally the only time we ever talked. My name is important. I'm a human. Yeah, look, we just came in here for some chili. Our personal history aside, I really need the chili. I'm sorry about the whole, like, your life uh, life going downhill thing with your, with your rent and your buildings and your... Uh, divorce and whatnot, but uh, we were just kind of hoping to get some chili. You want me to craft you one of the finest bowls of chili you're ever gonna have in this entire whole world. After what you did to me? Well, yeah, that's kind of... That's gonna cost you at least 20 bucks a bowl. Well, I've come this far, and frankly, uh, leaving without chili is not an option at this point, so I will agree to your terms, sir. Alright. We have two kinds of chili. One with beans, and one without. But if you order the one without beans, you have to take the beans out yourself. Alright, well, we'll take two bowls of just the regular chili would be good, and 
And while you're doing that, we should probably get to introducing today's show, the, the theme of which is, of course, Cowboys the Wild West, since we're in Wyoming, it seemed apropos. So, um... It seemed like a good idea, much like it seemed like a good idea going to Chicago with Willie, and it seemed like a good idea coming in for Chili. But... Yeah, hey, uh, is, that a, is that a jukebox over in the corner there? I haven't seen one of those in a while. So it is. That looks like an old, old antique jukebox. I'm, I'd be surprised if that thing still works. Sonny, I tell you what, I got played more in my last marriage to my ex-wife than that jukebox has in its entire existence. Oh, okay, um... Have I told you about that? You, you have told us. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see if I can get it, get it to work. You got any change on you, Jake? Oh, uh, here you go. Alright, uh, three nickels, uh, some pocket lint. Just what I needed. I'll be back momentarily after I get you some of the most succulent chili with the best meats you have ever had. Before you go to Buffalo, to Baltimore, or Borneo, to Eastern Pennsylvania or Sudan, go west, young man. If you go to that land, Sonny, you will have a lot of money if you bring the money with you when you come. To the long prairie. Yippee-yee-yippee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-yee-y
cattle and wild game Where the hills are nice and curvy And the women are the same Where cowboys all yell Ruby! While a lariat they twirl And timber wolves yell Timber! When they see a pretty girl Oh, why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Why, oh, why did I ever have to go? Oh, why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Cause there's a sheriff back there looking for me high and low and high and low. Why, omen men are ornery and they never heard of fear. They use iodine for ketchup and put strychnine in their beer. Their beards are so darn tough it seems a hair just grows in lumps. That's why they shave with broken glass and dynamite the stumps. Oh, why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Why, oh, why did I ever have to go? Oh, why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Just thrills the girls to death He's so big and strong and husky He's got muscles in his breath He's just a champ at making love And here's why he's so grand He learned to kiss by playing cornet With Dick Jurgens band Oh, why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Why, oh, why did I ever have to go? Cowboy that's hep. He used to be an icky without any pep. Singing mighty sadly of his home on the range. Now he does it boogie woogie, and man, what a change. Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam and the deer and the antelope play all day. Where seldom is heard a discouraging word. Shoot the halter to me, Walter boy. Cause he'd never heard about a to the bar He went down to Memphis and he got on the beat And now his horse is prancing with boogie feet Whoa, clippity-clop, clippity-clop His old pencil's alive and he jumps to the jive Clippity-clop, clippity-clop Shoot the saddle to me, pento boy
He's a boogie woogie artist on the radio now. Drawing down a thousand per for showing him how. But if he lost his pinto, he'd be knocked off his feet. Cause he's got to have him with him to give him the beat. Whoa, clippity clop, clippity clop. He's a killer, it's true, when they're jamming to do. Clippity clop, clippity clop. Shoot the ranger to me, silver boy. Take it easy, silver. Look out for that gopher hole. If you're ever down in Texas, look me up, look me up. If you're ever down in Texas, look me up. Where the men are men and love it, and the gals are show glad of it. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up. Everybody's gonna holler, howdy do, howdy do. Everybody there'll be saying, how are you? We raise corn for hot tamales and grow dollars for the follies. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up. Ask anyone for Rusty, everybody knows of me. They'll tell you where I'm riding at bar A, B, C, or D. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up, look me up. We've got everything in Texas looking up. With the moonlight on the prairie and a gal that ain't contrary, there's a lot of fun in Texas, look me up. Ask anyone for Filthy, they'll tell you where I'm at. You'll find me down in Galveston with a boxback coat and a Stetson hat. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up, look me up. We've got everything in Texas looking up. Am I right or Amarillo? Man, the state's a killer dilla. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up. Bronco bustin', take some practice, or you wind up on a cactus. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up. Where the gals are good at figures and the cowboys quick on triggers. So if you ever down in Texas, look me up. Every gal's a raven beauty. Hip tie, 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 What I'm trying to get at is I can't wait to get down there again and hear this. It goes like this. Said, uh, sure glad y'all come by. Don't y'all forget to come back now, you hear? Bye now. Bye. I'm gonna build a dopey palace for my Alice down in Dallas. So if you're ever down in Texas, look us up. Get along, little doggy. 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 Get along. He always sings jazzy music to his cattle as he swings back and forth in his saddle on a horse, pretty good horse at a syncopated gate. And the cattle do the jelly to the roar of his revolver, how they run when he shoots his gun, cause those western folks all know he's a highfalutin' rabbit shooting son of a gun from Oklahoma. He's some cowboy, talk about your cowboy ragtime, cowboy Joe. Get along, little doggy, get along, little doggy. Get along, little doggy, get along, little doggy, get along. 
little doggy get along, little doggy get along, little doggy get along. Jazzy music to his cattle as he swings Back and forth in his saddle on a horse Pretty good horse at a syncopated gate And the cattle do the jelly to the roar of his revolver How they run when he shoots his gun Cause as western folks all know He's a highfalutin rabbit shooting son of a gun from Oklahoma He's some cowboy talk about your cowboy ragtime Cowboy Joe Get along little doggy Get along little doggy Get along, little doggy, get Big and strong. Uh-huh. Has she got a gleam in her eye? Uh-huh. Oh, that's Dixie Bell. Get out of my way, gal. I got to get out of here. What's your hurry, Mr. Jackson? I'm dodging a gal from Dodge City. I'm dodging as fast as I can. I didn't do right when I kissed her that night. And then's when my trouble began. Now she says that she's gonna get me That woman's got me on the run I'm dodging a gal from Dodge City Cause she's got a razor and gun I'm dodging a gal from Dodge City We've been playing hide and go see I've died north and south with my heart in my mouth. I may dodge to heaven next week. I'm leaving for Dallas this minute. Cause peace on earth, I don't have none. I'm dodging a gal from Dodge City. Cause she's got a razor and a great big gun. So fare thee well. Out on the plains, down in Santa Fe, I met a cowboy riding a range. 
wings one day And as he jogged along I heard him singing A most peculiar cowboy song It was a ditty He learned in the city Come on, come on, come Get along. Get hip, little dog. Get along. Better be on your way. Get along. Get hip, little dog. And he trucked him on down that old fair way, singing his cow cow boogie in the strangest way. Coming to ya ya ye, coming to yip till ya ye. Singing his cowboy songs, he's just too much. He's got a knocked out western accent with a hard touch. He was raised on local weed. He's what you call a swing half breed. Singing his cow cow boogie in the strangest way. Come at the come at the That cat was raised on loco weed. Jackie's what you call a swing half breed. Singing his cow cow boogie in the strangest way. Come at the eye, come at the eye, come at the eye, come at the Get, 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 get along, little doggy. Better be on your way. Sure, I'll never forget the time when I was there. I was standing in a bar room in a little Texas town, drinking double sarsaparillas just to wash my dinner down. Folks were dancing to a jukebox where a very fine quartet and a guy named Harris sang a song called Smoke That Cigarette. Mm. While the record was still playing, something shook the whole saloon. All the women started screaming till I couldn't hear the tune. Then I looked up to the doorway and I saw him standing there. It was fearless Fred the foreman, dog dirty and loaded for bear. It was a year to the day since he had last been to town. And he showed it by the way he eyed the women up and down. Then he started in to cuss at all the folks up at the bar. Till a ranger who was there cautioned Freddy to beware before he had gone too far. But he said, look out, stranger. I'm a Texas Ranger. You better take it nice and easy now, or you're gonna have to go. Well, now, Fred the foreman wasn't bright, or he'd have stopped right then. But he just ignored the Ranger, and he started in again. 
He went down and grabbed Miss Lulu, the local dance hall queen, while the fella who was with her was so scared he near turned green. Then the ranger who was watching said that he had seen enough. He had been polite to Freddy, now it's time that he got tough. Cause when a woman isn't willing, you can't force her to comply. You just don't do that and live when there's a ranger standing by. He said, look out, stranger, I'm a Texas ranger. He said, take your hands off that there woman or you'll make me mad. Well, then the ranger turned to Lulu to make sure she was all right. Freddy saw his chance and hit the ranger. Wham! With all his might. But the ranger looked around and said, I think I felt a breeze. Meanwhile, Freddy with a broken hand was feeling ill at ease. I want you to look out, stranger, cause I'm a Texas ranger. Then the ranger swung at Freddy and then all the lights went out. Oh, oh take that! Now, when the lights went on again, some thieving dog had stole my drink, and I swore out loud I'd like to get my hands upon that gink. When I looked around, the only other person that I saw was the ranger sipping sarsaparilla calmly through a straw. Fearless Freddy rose up from the floor and drew his 45. When the smoke had cleared, we found the ranger smiling and alive. Cause it's a well-known fact in Texas that a ranger's skin is hard. Even bullets never hurt. It's like a built-in bodyguard. So remember, stranger, if you meet a Texas Ranger, they're the roughest, toughest gentlemen you ever saw. And gals, they're handsome critters, too. Yeah, so that's the deal. We have a uh, radio show on now at a, on, a, on a station there in Idaho, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going pretty well so far, I'd say. Not that I would ever leave the Chugwater Institution known as the Chug Chug Gas and Chow, but you gotta tell me if there's any employment opportunities for an enterprising young man. Why are you why are you asking? Ah, it's just I've well I'm I'd love to recruit. I see a lot of a lot of great voices come in here to eat my chili. I'd love to get uh, you know, some talent on the air for you fellas. I mean, I, I guess there's probably like a few opportunities, maybe with the station itself, but not necessarily with with our show. Like it's it's a pretty pretty like bare bones operation, just me and Jake. And well, Sydney mops the floor. Uh, Willie comes on. He's not part of the operation at all. He just kind of hangs around. So you're telling me that there's no supervision for this show? No one to guide it into prominence in the 21st century, where the radio is uh, is an undervalued medium. I feel like what you would need is someone who really gets what's popular and what gets the kids listening. I mean, I mean, like I said, it's mostly just. Me and Jake, like, we kind of take care of it pretty much ourselves. It's not really that big of an operation. You stooges think you could run an entire program all by yourself? Well, we've been doing it. I... You couldn't even pay rent. That's a fair point. I'll give you that one. Let me tell you boys what. It looks like you're low on the dough. And so, uh, what I'm willing to do is make an investment on the ground floor of your guys' operation. What I'm asking for is 50% of the program in equity and a producer credit on the program. You want to be the producer? You want to take over 50, you want to own 50% of yesterday today? Well, ever since I got that huge settlement from my personal injury claim against the uh, Chuck Chuck Cass and Chow, I've been meaning to really make my money work for me. 
personal injury claim. Yeah, I burned my entire left hand off in one of the chili grills. Your left hand looks fine. It won't be, trust me. I'll even sweeten the deal by fixing that broke-down jalopy that you guys left laying in front of my business. And I'll even ride all the way back to Pocatello with you boys. Well, we do need someone to fix up our broke-down jalopy. Well, while negotiations continue, I think I should probably play our next show, which is an episode of The Six Shooter, which was the western show starring Jimmy Stewart as a cowboy. A painfully short-lived show, I would say. It only lasted about a year. This episode is from 1954 and is entitled Quiet City. Jimmy Stewart just has a cowboy way about him. James Stewart as the Six Shooter. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl. Its handle unmarked. People call them both the six-shooter. The NBC radio network presents James Stewart as the six-shooter. A transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. I sure don't know where the town ever got that name. Quiet City. Every time I came through it, it was anything but quiet. In the old days, the Apaches were always stirring up trouble. After the Indians were moved onto the reservation, there was still plenty of excitement. Oh, there was shooting practically every weekend. At least that's how it was when I was here last. Of course, that was, oh, about four or five years ago, I guess. And now the town did seem sort of different at first glance. Anyhow, there were 20 or 30 new houses along the side of the creek there. The main street was a good four blocks longer than what I remember. Quiet city sure was growing up. There couldn't be any doubt about that. I figured the population must have reached the 1,000 marble, maybe even higher. And all that growing made the place seem, well, kind of settled and businesslike. To tell you the truth, quiet city was almost quiet. Anyhow, I... I headed Scar over to the hitching rail in front of the sheriff's office and pulled up. Whoa, whoa, boy. Whoa, Scar. Whoa. Uh, door of the office was open. Something I can do if you... Britt! <laughs> Hello, Hank. How are you? Britt, you old son of a gun. Why didn't you let a body know you were heading this way? Well, I didn't know it myself till last week. Tim Parker came into some property over by Fulton. He asked me to sit on him for a couple months till he could take charge. Oh, Fulton, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's real nice. Ah, uh, farming land. Hmm? Well, Tim wasn't certain. That's all there is over that way now. There ain't no more ranches, Britt. Just farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess this part of the country's changing. Yeah, some, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I sure wouldn't have recognized Quiet City, Hank. It's, it's not a small town anymore, is it? No, we've done our share of growing. There ain't no doubt about that. Well, more than your share, I'd say. But the people the same, Brit. 
Oh, maybe they buy more ready-made clothes than they used to and send most of their kids to school, but that's just a skin change. Underneath ain't no difference. <laughs> You're still giving you trouble, huh? I've got them under a tight rein most of the time, but if I was to turn them loose, well, we'd be right back to where we was 20 years ago. Oh, I don't know about well, that. Well, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, what I mean is, Britt, you, uh, you can't expect human nature to start improving overnight, you know. Oh, that's true enough, yeah. But some folks don't see it my way. They think that just because we've got churches and a schoolhouse and a railroad depot, we're like them towns back east, peaceful and half asleep. We're all you need a sheriff for is to lock up the Saturday night drunks. Why, back there, they don't even call them sheriffs. They call them peace officers. <laughs> well, I ain't no peace officer. I'm a sheriff. And this is still the West. Sure, sure. I just that's drop right. my guard once. That's all I'd need to do. They'd be killing each other right out there in the main street. Yeah, well, I guess you'd be the best judge of that. How's Buzz? How's he? Oh, about the same. Yeah, full grown, I'll bet. Uh, how old is he now? Twenty, last birthday. No. Yeah, he's a big fellow, too. Six foot three. Oh, well, taller than you are, huh? An inch or so. Uh-huh. You made him a deputy yet? What are you talking about? Well, you always said that when the time came, you were going to fix it so Buzz could just slide right into your boots. Don't you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. But sometimes things don't work out the way a man plans. Uh Uh-huh. Buzz has got ideas of his own. Crazy fool ideas. I offered him a job working with me, but he wouldn't have none of it. He's aiming to leave Quiet City. Oh, is that so? And you know why, Britt? So's he can go to school. Uh-huh, I say. It ain't as if I didn't see to it that he got his learning. I promised his ma before she died. Promised her I'd see that he was brung upright. And then I kept my word, too. I sent him the very first day Jane Weatherby started teaching. And I didn't take him out when he'd learned to just read and write and figure. No, I, I let him keep on till he got his diploma. I guess that's where I was wrong. I should have took him out before he got too smart for his own good. Oh, now, heck, now. The more education a man gets, the better he's off. I ain't so sure of that. Life ain't in books. How much schooling did you have? Mm, well, a little more wouldn't have done me any harm. You've made out all right, and so have I. So would Buzz if he'd come to his senses and stay here where he belongs. Mm, when's he leaving? You oh, know, he was getting his things together when I left the house this morning. Maybe he's gone by now for... Well, I know. Oh, no, he wouldn't do that, not without saying goodbye to you. Britt. Yeah? I was just thinking. If Buzz still is here, if he hasn't left yet, maybe... Maybe you could talk. Oh, now, hold on. He won't listen to me, Britt. No, But if you was to... Oh. Oh, Pa. What do you want, Buzz? I'd like to speak to you if you're not... Not too busy, that is. For a minute, Hack didn't answer. He just stared at the leather satchel in his son's hand. Buzz was a big fellow, all right. Husky, plenty of muscles. But somehow his face didn't match his body, especially his eyes. They were kind of tired looking. And he kept blinking as though he wasn't used to the daylight. And there were wrinkles in his forehead, too. Not the kind you get from riding against the sun. Just little creases that made him look older than he really was. Well, Buzz, with all your fancy education, ain't you got manners enough to speak to Brett Ponsett? Oh, I'm sorry I didn't recognize you. It's, it's been quite a spell. Well, I can't say I blame you, Buzz. I wouldn't have known you in a month of Sundays. Well, if you'll excuse me, I... No, no, there's no reason for you to go, Brett. I just wanted to tell Pa goodbye. I'm 
Taking a four o'clock train east, Pop. I see. Well, I'll be back someday. That's mighty considerate of you. Well, so long. Just you hold up a minute, young fella. You won't pay no attention to me, I know that. Well, Britt here ain't got no axe to grind. If he says you're loco, if he says you're going off on a wild goose chase, maybe then you'll... Now, Hack, Hack, uh, this isn't any of my concern, and even if it was... You ain't I... heard it all, Britt. You don't know what he aims to do with his extra schooling. A lawyer. That's what he wants to be. Oh? That's what I'm going to be, Pop. Tell him the rest of it, Buzz. Tell him how you're going to come back here and practice law. Ain't that rich, Britt? Quiet city is going to have a full-fledged lawyer. Look, Pie, do we have to go all over that again? Why, you'll be the laughingstock. This town ain't got no use for a lawyer. Never will have. A sheriff. That's what the town will need, a new sheriff. I ain't getting any younger, Britt. First thing you know, I'll be 60. A 60-year-old sheriff won't be able to hold folks in check. Not for long. Yeah, sure, they'll need a new sheriff, and I'm sorry that I'm just not the man for the job. You could be that man if you wanted yes, to. Yes, but I don't want to, Pa. I want to be a lawyer, and I'll be more used to the town that way. Ah. Oh, look, you've got to understand, these are different times. What's so different about them? Everything. You you think we're still living on the frontier. You think that star in your vest and that six-gun in your holster is still the only law around here. Well, you're wrong, Pa. You're dead wrong. This isn't the frontier anymore. You're not the law. You're just supposed to carry it out. Ain't that what I've been doing all these years? Ah, look, I'm not saying that your way isn't what the town needed once, but your job is done. You can't expect me to take up where you left off. I'm not you, Pa. This isn't the same town it was. These people aren't the same ones who settled here 20 years ago. <sighs> Britt, you see what I mean, Britt? Well, maybe he's right, eh? You think everything's changed, too? Well, some things, anyway. What about folks themselves? Deep down inside, they're still the same. Some of them are decent and law-abiding, and others as mean as the devil and always will be. You just won't believe the town's civilized now, will you? <laughs> You'll see how civilized it is when the chips are down. You'll see, Mr. Lawyer. Well, looks like we just don't agree, Pa, and we never will, so... It's nice seeing you again, Britt. Uh, yeah, yeah, good seeing you, bud. So long, Pa. Good luck. Hey, Buzz. Hey, Buzz. Hello, man, man. Yeah, I hear that. Well, tell him to get out to James Martin's place. There's been a shooting. Pipe Clamper done it. Folks say that James is hurt bad. Now, tell your pa to get right out there. Okay, Doc. I'll tell him. There you are. That's how much Quiet City has changed, Buzz. Folks still shooting each other. Still taking the law in their own hands. Sure are civilized, ain't they? Well, I'll go with you, Pa. What for? So as you can advise Pipe Clamper of his lawful rights when I arrest him, get out of my way, Buzz. I've got work to do. Ain't been a shooting, Brett, for over two years, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I reckon there's been one today. Yeah, it's like Pa was right. All my talk about this town growing up, it's just what it was, talk. Maybe so, maybe so. Well, I better get over to Jason Norton's and see if Pa needs help. He's not as young as he used to be if he tries to take Pipe Clamper alone. Well, do you think he'd let you help him even if he needed it? No, no, I guess he wouldn't. But somebody... But... No, he wouldn't appreciate me interfering in his business either. Well, no, if you just happened to be riding out east of town, sort of stopped off... East, huh? Yeah. The uh, Norton Ranch is right next to old Miss Bradley's place. Oh, is that so? Mm-hmm. That's so. Oh. Well, that's quite a coincidence. 
Oh? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I was figuring on dropping in on Maddie Bradley before I left town. Maybe have supper with her if she invited me. Hmm? Mm. It's getting on toward supper now. Oh, oh you don't say. Uh, time sure does fly, doesn't it? I, I had no idea that late. return to James Stewart as the sick shooter in just a moment. But right now, I want you to hear something that may startle you. At least, I hope it will. It's simply this. Within the next 20 seconds, a fire will break out somewhere in the United States. Lives may be lost, property damaged, homes or buildings destroyed. Yes, there are 4,600 fires in America each day of the year. They kill 11,000 persons and disfigure or severely burn thousands more. By obeying a few simple rules of fire prevention from now on, you and I can protect ourselves and our families from this devastating menace. Rule one is an obvious one. Don't smoke in bed or discard lighted cigarettes carelessly. Rule two, clean out old newspapers, magazines, and other inflammable debris. Rule three, use only those cleaning fluids which will not burn. And last but not least, be careful with matches. Above all, keep them out of the reach of small children. Remember, it doesn't pay to gamble with fire. The odds are against you every time. Now, Act Two of The Six Shooter, starring James Stewart as Britt Ponsett. Hank was standing on the front porch of Jace Norton's house when I rode in the yard, and there was a woman sitting on a rocking chair talking to him. Her face was dead white, just like all the blood had been drained out of her cheeks. For a minute or so, Heck just stood there nodding, and then he shifted his weight and noticed me out of the corner of one eye. Come on up, Britt. Easy, boy, easy. I, uh, I was just on my... Way over to Miss Bradley's, I, I, uh, I thought... This I... is Britt Ponsett, Mrs. Norton. Ponsett. I'm pleased to meet you, ma'am. I sure hope your husband Jace is... Jace is dead. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Pipe Clamper murdered him. I seen him do it. I seen it all through the kitchen window. I'm sorry. How did it start, Mabel? They's arguing about some cows that had strayed onto our land. Pipe said Jace was trying to steal them, that he'd fixed her fences so they'd come through. But it wasn't true, Sheriff. It wasn't true. Sure, sure. Jace was aiming to take the cows back. He told me at breakfast this morning I've got to run some of Pipe's cattle back to him. That's what Jace said at breakfast this morning. Hadn't had time to do it yet. Been busy with chores and things. Mayor was folding. Jace hadn't had time, but he was going to take him back. He told me so. No, no, no. Don't get yourself all upset, Mabel. I heard him quarreling out and back, Pipe and Jace. I didn't think nothing of it. Pipe's always quarreling with everybody. You know that. Yeah, I know. And the next thing I knew, I heard a shot. I thought Pipe was just trying to scare Jace. Until I... I saw Jace fall down. Hmm. Pipe right off toward his own place? No. 
toward the canyon, over that way. I remember asking myself why his pipe heading toward the canyon. His ranch is the other way. It just hadn't dawned on me yet. What he'd done, that he was running away. Yes. Well, it's turning chilly. You better go inside now, Mabel. Yeah? Yeah, Doc Anderson is sending somebody out to pick supper and stay with you tonight. He'll find Pipe, Sheriff. He'll find him. Bring him back. Sure, sure, I'll find him. You want me to help you up? No, I, I can manage. Here now, here we are. That's there. Uh, I'm pleased to have met you, Mr. Ponsett. Thank you, ma'am. I've heard of you, haven't I? He's the six-shooter, Mabel. Six-shooter? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, that's why. I'm glad you're here, Mr. Ponsett. I'm glad you're going with the sheriff. I wouldn't want Pipe to kill somebody else. Even if he wasn't punished for what he did to Jake. I wouldn't want there to be another killing. I'm glad you're going with the sheriff. Well, looks like I've got me a deputy after all. Well, Buzz was willing to come. Hack, he wanted to. I'd rather have you, Britt. Let's go. we picked up Pipe Clamper's trail about sundown. At least it was the only fresh trail heading toward the canyon, so we figured Pipe had made it. The next couple of hours was pretty dark, so we had to move slow, keeping our eyes glued to the ground. Then along about 8 o'clock, the moon came out, and we could make better time. We were in the canyon now. The way the hoof marks were spaced, we could tell that Pipe's horse was getting tired, and Pipe had to be forced to ride a little easier. Looks like we might be gaining on him, Britt. Yeah, yeah. Any place around here he could hole up? An old trading post about a mile ahead. Been deserted since the Indians moved south. He could be there. Uh-huh. Uh, Britt. Yeah? Maybe... Maybe you think it's funny I wanted you to go along with me tonight, but... Well, it's not that I couldn't bring Pipe Clamper in alone, but there's more to it than that. It's when we get back to town. That's when I'll need you. Oh? Yeah, you see, Jason Norton was a well-liked man. He lived in Quiet City, oh, well, practically from the very beginning. Everybody knew him. Everybody liked him. Uh-huh. Yeah. But nobody has any use for Pipe Clamper. Like I told you, some fellows are just mean. Pipe's one of them. Anyway, what I'm getting at is this. Jace has a brother, Abe Norton. And he'll be fighting mad when he finds out what happened today. He'll be killing mad. And the whole town will go along with him. Mm-hmm. You mean they might try and lynch Pipe? Huh? They'll try. Well, you can't be certain of that, Hank. I know the town, Brit. There hasn't been any trouble for two years. And that's a long time. A lot of pressure builds up in two years. Now, Jace's murder, that'll set folks off. Uh, I hope you'll be willing to give me a hand. Well, you know I'll do what I can, Hank. It's him, Brit. It's up there behind the tree. Well, the bullet smashed into Hank's leg and tore him right out of the saddle. I dived off Scar and took cover behind a rock. There was a clump of trees hanging to the side of the canyon about a hundred yards ahead. I can make out something that looked like a building with a carved totem pole out in front of it. I figured that was the trading post Heck had been telling us about. But the shots weren't coming from inside. Whoever was firing was using the Indian post for a shield. 
You all right, Hack? It's it's just my leg, Brett. Afraid I can't move it, though. Well, I'll get over to you. No, no. You stay where you are. I'm... I'm... I'm out of his range. There's a tree between me and him. But... Uh, but it looks like you'll have to take him, Brett. I said I wouldn't need you till we got back to town, but... It looks like... Looks... It sounded like Heck had passed out. I raised my head up to the edge of the boulder. When I couldn't see Heck, there's a great big fir tree right in front of him. Well, that meant Pipe Clamper couldn't see him either. <coughs> hey, he sure could see me, though. That moonlight was just pouring down on that rock where I was hiding, and if I so much as moved, I was right in plain sight. I, I waited a couple minutes. I hadn't done any firing yet. Maybe he'd think I was hit. Maybe he'd come over after me. Yeah. Yeah, that was my best chance. I listened hard. I couldn't hear anything. He was still behind that totem pole, still playing it safe. And as long as the moon kept me pinpointed, I... Oh. I looked up in the sky just in time to see a great big cloud float toward the orange circle over my head. A big white cloud... Big enough to give me a minute of dark. It was still moving, sweeping across the stars now. And then it hit the edge of the moon. I swung out from behind the rock and I headed toward the trees between me and the trading post. Pipe heard me all right. Not in time, though. Not until I was up beside one of the trees, about 30 yards from where he was waiting. And the sky was beginning to whiten up now and I saw Pipe's arm inching around the edge of the totem pole. I knew a slug in his arm wasn't going to be enough. I pushed up on my haunches and I ran forward. He raised his gun, ready to get off another shot. I twisted one side and let fire. His shot was close, but he missed me. Well, I hadn't done much better. I, I crawled along, keeping myself as flat as I could, moving real slow. Not more than a foot every two or three minutes and straining my ears, trying to hear him breathe. He was only about ten feet away now. And there weren't any more trees between us, just open space. I... I pressed my belly down into the dirt. My gun just poking up just an inch or so. Just enough so that... And then I saw his gun. A little beam of moonlight bounced off the barrel... And I saw the shadow of his head easing across the ground beside that totem pole. Drop it, Pipe. Now get in your feet. He stood up. His face came into the moonlight and he took a step forward. And then his left hand jerked out toward me. My bullet hit his shoulder and spun him around and he crashed into the totem pole. And for a second, I thought it was going to topple over with him, but it held firm. Morning, Hack. Morning. Uh, it's almost noon, as a matter of fact. Doc Anderson said you ought to be coming too about now. Oh, my, my leg. No, it's going to be all right. It'll be all right. Doc says for you just not to fuss about it. It'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for for bringing me home, Brett. I don't know how you manage, but 
Hey. Oh, Pa. How you feeling? Fine, Buzz. Just, just first rate. I see you didn't leave town. Nope, nope, didn't leave. Well, I guess maybe what Pipe done wasn't all of the bad. Not if it brung you to your senses. It's something, anyhow. You killed him, huh, Brett? No, 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 he's kind of worse for wear, but he'll be patched up in time for a trial. Mm. Well, where is he? The doc's looking after him. You mean he ain't in jail? You mean nobody's guarding him but Doc Anderson? Well, uh, we weren't very worried about him running off. That ain't what I'm talking about. Britt, I told you what had happened. I told you what Jace Norton's brother would do. Oh, oh, that. Well, you see, Heck, Abe Norton's already been around. He, he's gone back to his ranch now. Gone back? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, folks just wouldn't pay any attention to him. He's... Oh, sure, they all feel real bad about Jace, like you said they would, and they all think that Pipe deserves a hanging, but they're pretty convinced that's what the judge will give him. The judge? Well, oh, but that don't make sense. Well, that's the truth. Everybody's satisfied that there'll be a, a fair trial and that Pipe will get what's coming to him. Why? Why, in the old days, they wouldn't have stood still for... Not for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess these aren't the old days. Then... Then Buzz was right. That talk about quiet city being civilized? <laughs> don't fret yourself about it now, Pa. Oh, it, it just don't seem possible. This ain't the same town. These folks ain't the same. Well, what happened to him, Brett? Oh, I don't know. I guess maybe a town grows up just like a person, Hank. And, uh... And I guess maybe you had something to do with it, too. Me? Mm-hmm. You see, somebody taught him to respect the law and to try to live up to it. And if it wasn't you, I sure don't know who it was. Well, Buzz stayed around Quiet City until Heck was on his feet again. And then Heck, Heck himself sent the boy east to college. That was all, let's see, three, four years ago again. The last time I was through that way, Buzz had come home. You see, Buzz was running for county attorney. <laughs> yes, uh, and the way Heck was managing his campaign, well, if that election didn't turn out to be a landslide, I sure missed my guess. There you go, boys. As good as it was the day it came off the line. You got the car running. How'd you do that? That was fast. Yeah. Well, there's a little secret they don't tell you about the chug chug chili. All right. It's the gasoline. Gas and chow is really an either or type of uh, situation. I am really regretting eating two bowls of that. Hey, but you, uh, you loved it, didn't you? You know what I'm saying? I thought it was all right. All right, boys. It's time to say goodbye to the wonderful city that stole my heart. Chugwater, Wyoming. Goodbye. Mwah. Mwah. Don't you need to, like, pack a bag or something before we leave? Not since my ex-wife took everything into divorce. Oh, right. That, that makes sense. Have I ever told you guys about my ex-wife? You might have mentioned it once or twice. Jake, you got the map? 
I do indeed. Let's get this show on the road and uh, bid bid Chugwaddy goodbye. That's right. If we leave now, we can still make Cheyenne. Yes, sir. You know, I drew a bull up there once that no man could ride. Let me tell you about it. Thanks for listening to Yesterday Today, folks. Music in this show included Go West Young Man by Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters, Why Oh Why Did I Ever Leave Wyoming by Dick Jurgen, Boogie Woogie Cowboy by Spike Jones, If You're Ever Down in Texas by Phil Harris, Ragtime Cowboy Joe by Pinky Tomlin, Dodging a Gal from Dodge City by Spike Jones, Cow Cow Boogie by The Ink Spots and Ella Fitzgerald, Look Out Stranger, I'm a Texas Ranger by Phil Harris, and Tumbledown Ranch in Arizona by Frankie Masters. And if you want to hear more of Yesterday Today, you can go to KISU.org or wherever you find your podcasts. Well, I promised her that I'd turn out. And then she promised that she wouldn't slum around with other guys. Alright, alright, we got like two or three hundred miles for you to tell your personal stories, so you can, you know, save a couple for the road there. Let me tell you something, Jack, Jake, Joe, whatever your name is. I got stories for the next thousand miles. Oh, joy. Why don't we take the scenic route? I've never been to the Grand Canyon before. The plains are old, but life is new. So hurry down the trail that's calling you to my tumble-down ranch back home.